I want to just interject here and ask what everybody thinks Eureka's hair resembles on the runway uh, this week. Statue of Liberty torch. The, the genie coming out of a bottle? Like <laughs> that wisp that starts coming out first? That marshmallow candy that wraps around itself to like be like on a tall stick. That's kind of Cotton what I candy? saw. No, not cotton candy. <laughs> no, it's like mar- it's like actual marshmallow that's like twisted. I'll send you a picture, but it's like a, okay. something they serve at like a boardwalk or a carnival, I think. God, did I just hallucinate a candy? I don't know. Hello again, everybody. Welcome to BuzzFeed's The Library, a podcast with the same amount of beauty, intelligence, tenacity, charm, and humor as the show it covers, and that is RuPaul's Drag Race. I'm your host, Jarrett Weisselman. So excited to be here again for another week of drag talk. Uh, With me, as always, is my incredible co-host, Eleanor Kagan. Hi, Eleanor. Mwah. How are you doing? I'm fabulous. How are you? I'm wonderful. I'm even more wonderful because we have two gorgeous guests here with us this week. First, it's Alp Osilik. Hello, Alp. Hi. How's everybody doing? Wonderful. Thank you for joining us. Well, thank you for having me. Of course, Dennis Wynn. It's so nice to see you again. Hello. How are you? I'm doing great. Excellent. So, you know... Boys, as you'll come to learn, uh, Eleanor and I like to start the show with a little get-to-know-our-guests moment. And uh, so, Dennis, I'm going to start with you. You know, I know you're a Drag Race fan, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to put you on the spot right now. Okay. Who is your all-time favorite queen? Oh, there's so many. Um, I I really love, I really love... I'm going to have to give it to Alyssa Edwards. Yes. I, I, feel like yes. <laughs> I mean, between her magnificent performance on her season where she was a lovely fifth alternate, um, <laughs> the beautiful fight between her and Coco, and then really like the extension of her life into her, Alyssa's secrets on YouTube and then her performance in All Stars. Like she's just so, she's, she's so wonderful and she works hard and you can tell, but she's not all that serious about, she doesn't take herself all that seriously. And that's terrific. I feel like and, she's the most like gifable queen of all time, too. Oh, yes. Oh, now, Amazing. Alp, you are a newbie of sorts to the drag race world. I really am. I'm getting ready to be called a poser in no, every platform. No. We, it's listen, okay. We, wel- we, we all welcome- have to start somewhere. We welcome everyone regardless of when they began. Oh, you can well, be the you. you're the Valentina of this season. You've just been doing drag for 10 months, but you're <laughs> already <queen>. killing it. <laughs> Literally, that was the biggest compliment that you could have given me. And thank you. Well, I accept. In, in your she, short time of watching the show, who has emerged for you as sort of your problematic fave? I'm going to say like Ginger, Ginger Minch. Okay. Oh. Tell us why. Well, because I actually really like her style and she can like bring it. She can really like sell it, but she's mean. I don't, <laughs> and I don't really like mean. Okay. And I think like there's different ways of like dealing with personalities, and like like her style with people has like never really vibed with me. But I also like really enjoy the self confidence and the kind of like gusto. Well, I think you know what that's the thing about a problematic fave. Like one person's problematic fave is another person's just fave, and that's why the show. <laughs> Is so great because it really allows us to sort of see something in all of these girls that not everyone else sees. And I dig that. Yeah. I dig that for sure. Um, Eleanor, I want to turn to you and ask you, you know, we did this, uh, you and I had this conversation, but like lip syncs are so huge in the world of Drag Race. And you can really fall in love with a queen that you maybe didn't love before based on the lip sync. So I want to ask you what your favorite lip sync of all time is. Um, It's such a hard question, but... uh... 
the one that takes the cake for me, and I, I just rewatched it, and it's making me so happy, is season eight, Chi-Chi Devane versus Thorgy Thor. Oh, wow. Dream Girls. Yes. And I am telling you, I'm not going. When the That's beads a break. Good when one. the beads break. I was going to bring that up. Mm. So, Dennis, the that moment. So, first off, I do have to set the scene a little bit. This was the black and white illusion runway. So, they're both in like shades of gray. So, it makes them look like they are from an old Hollywood movie. And then, yes, they're doing a song that has been sung in drag bars and karaoke bars from the beginning of time, and it's hard to make the song feel fresh again, and yet they both do an incredible job. Chi-Chi gives it her all so much that the beads burst off of her dress in the middle of the thing and come raining down, and it's just so dramatic and over the top, and you've got Thorgy doing cartwheels, and it's just everything a lip sync should be. I think about this one. I also think about uh, the one with Latrice doing... Natural woman. Oh, so Gorgeous. good. Where Gorgeous. she doesn't move. She doesn't move. Jarrett, let me ask you this. Uh, Who I'm is scared. the queen that you identify with the most? Uh, this is tough. You know, I mean, I feel like the first queen that I fell in love with and really identified with was one Miss Jujubee. Um, oh. Way back in the day, kicking it old school, Alp, look her up, you'll love her. Uh, oh, I know Jujubee. I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> just for the record. She was... So funny, but it wasn't like a Bianca funny or an Alaska funny. It was just the kind of funny that felt like everything that would happen in a con- conversations with your friends over brunch. And I liked her style on the runway, even though it was kind of basic at times, which is kind of me. So I go Jujube. <laughs> Same. <laughs> I love it. So let's turn to this week's episode. A lot happened. A lot happened. And we have to start where episode one ended. And that was with the return of this mysterious queen who, as we quickly learned, was one Cynthia Lee Fontaine, Miss Congeniality of season eight. Let Quick reactions. What were your guys' feelings that Cynthia was back in the competition? Cynthia was not somebody who I felt like was like, oh, there needs to be a redemption moment. This is a Phoebe yes. O'Hara situation. Right. Yeah, totally. This person, totally. Absolutely. We yeah. need to have them back because they were the villain. Like, she was widely beloved. Mm-hmm. You know, like... She her... did great on the show. She had her time. She went home for a reason. reason. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And, like, I felt satisfied with her arc. Yeah. And then yeah. at the reunion, she's she was, you know, like, they told the personal story about mm-hmm. why... Not, like, why she left, but, like, what had happened, happened. to her... And so it was just sort of it. She was dealing with liver cancer. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I did kind of feel like that was why Rue chose to bring Cynthia back. I mm-hmm. think that, you know, Rue loves a story of triumph. And there's, mm-hmm. you know, one of the greatest triumphs as humans we can have is overcoming a terminal illness or any disease for that matter, you know. And so that yeah, said, I yeah, could 100%. not be more, could not be more annoyed she's back. <laughs> I, what uh, you don't love her cuckoo did no. any, okay so Honestly, something i, I was stab gonna myself do. in the ears every time she says it cuckoo no. did anybody count can't. how many times she said cuckoo in this episode oh, 57 i don't know <laughs> like literally twice a minute uh it, it's I, like it's there's catchphrases and then there's catchphrases no, this is a choice i do not like this choice <laughs> please I, we get it we get I, it 
But you branded yourself. You don't have to keep repeating it. Well, that was my fear in Untucked. You know, some when they said she looked like Audrey Hepburn, she was like, Breakfast with Cuckoo. And I was like, God damn it, Rue's going to turn that into a show now. Like, <laughs> like you know she's going to. You know oh she's giving God. her ideas. I'm, I feel like I'm, this is one of those times where it's like, oh, the editing has clearly helped you. Because uh-huh. the amount of cuckoos we got in the show was a lot, but you got way more of them in Untucked. And it's, it's like, true. Oh, they helped. They gave you. They did you a solid. I mean, the promo for the next episode is also the origin of cuckoo. So, I like, it's going to be a recurring oh theme oh until you know it this. Anymore. You know, this actually makes me think about what we were just talking about in regards to Alyssa. Like, to me, Cynthia is someone who doesn't understand if people have taken to the idea of cuckoo. Why? I think she thinks it's just a fun word that people want to hear all the time. And that's not no, actually no. how no. it works. Sorry, we Like, don't. it's just not. So she strikes me as sort of a queen who almost doesn't understand her limited brand as it exists in the show. I will say I appreciate her enthusiasm for life. And honestly, I will also give her props for the commitments to the brand, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Even though I'm not, I'm not buying the brand, but sure. Like, at least you're going 110%. Yeah, and she, I mean, she's like a genuinely kind person. So yeah. I guess that's a nice thing to yeah. have in the you guys, room. You guys, stop yeah. being untucked episode one and start being untucked episode two. <laughs> and total bitches. What is the matter with you people? Okay, all right. She, no, I'm just kidding. She's, she's obviously definitely, like, she's got, like, a lot of, like, mama hen qualities. Yes. And clearly, yeah. like, that is working right now because if we want to pivot to untucked for a second, like, yeah. I went back and rewatched season eight untucked and these queens and particular like are much they're they're meaner to each other on season nine on season nine they're they're, they're meaner to each other they're not as like you could tell that there was a camaraderie in eight yeah or at the very least a certain amount of like professional snippiness there's there's a a lot of snippiness but like i also felt like they moderate they're kind of self-policing each other like like i mean like if we're gonna go into untucked like valentina like kind of like taking charge of the situation being like oh like let's give you props for like doing cartwheels as like a like when she's talking to Charlie. Oh, but right. for being yeah, and like being and like that's that's happened, and like there's like I feel like they're pretty good at moderating each other when tensions are rising. Which Eureka. you know, like, oh, okay. Well, <laughs> like, if, are we going there? I mean, let's I let's, would... let's let's let's. But I mean, yes, let's. Sorry, let's do it. Right. <laughs> I've said let's as many I... times as. She said cuckoo, so... <laughs> I mean, like, just to go back to the show and not, like, untucked, like, even during the show when, like, they're choosing between different characters to perform, was it Shay who was, like, handling Alexis? Being like, oh, it's a challenge, but I think you oh, can yeah, rise yeah, yeah. to it. Mm-hmm. So, like, James could have... Like, I feel like if they were really living for the drama, they would have just, like, let them, like, duke it out. But, like, there was, like, some moderation happening, being like, hey, like, you can do this. Like, you're awesome. I feel like they were trying to definitely play to... Alexis's ego because she's just yes. like she's like yes I can do anything <laughs> I don't like what I'm being <laughs> yeah. signed and like she I mean, ultimately that... got what she wanted anyway but. yeah yes well I mean the you know the challenge which we're talking about is this cheerleading challenge which mm-hmm. really was super duper difficult like I, I would not believe they shocked. made them do gymnastics it. in or drag like epi- especially for episode two I, I could it. not believe they made them do that I mean the entire time I was like how are the wigs staying on like I just yeah. there was so the tumbling Oh my God. I mean, James Mansfield threw her face at the mat and just like, <laughs> and came out looking fine. Well, fine for her. But Eureka, you know, like, oh, oh, it, it's true. Eureka oh, popped a knee and then like that storyline went away. <laughs> I did, know, she, did she like, did she tear her ACL? What happened? <laughs> Could you imagine was it being just, just like, 
being like, how did you tear your ACL? Oh, I was doing tumbles on Drag Race. Like, oh my that's God. crazy. And giving you, I will say, Eureka gave you a kick to the ceiling. Mm-hmm. You know, she was mm-hmm. she was committed. I think, as someone else had said, that J- James Mansfield thought that those cartwheels were going to save her. Mm-hmm. They, she like she threw her whole head at that ground, and but, she like, thought honestly, that was going to be her saving grace. You, you know what would have been amazing mm-hmm. if after she did the cartwheels, as like the judges said to, if she just like stayed on the ground and kept like started sleeping. Right, <laughs> that would have been amazing. great. That would have been a great character choice, and it would have yeah. been memorable. But it really would have. We have to talk about James Mansfield yes. for this Must episode because sure. she had she had quite a journey throughout this from she wasn't well she wasn't picked last so you know everybody divided up into two teams mm-hmm. as a rival cheerleading squad but they, just but like she, the but, movie Bring It On but may not have been chosen last but was chosen as a favor that was yeah. like verbalized which is like you know what oh, like, I love yeah. I love an underdog I'm gonna pick yeah. James like it, I would that have rather been picked last it wasn't subtle at all it was, <laughs> I thought it was just like in <laughs> your face hey you're was, the weakest link we all know it so right. you know I'm so where are you a bone I, I am curious where that perception came from because you can clearly see her, it, you can clearly see her pulling back from everybody and diminishing in comparison to yeah. like, like everybody else. And is it a matter of just being, oh, it has psychologically gotten to her that she is not ahead or like because she's drowning or mm-hmm. like did somebody say something? To, like it's weird. Like you can see it. You can just see it in the way that she in the body language. Well, yeah. she also like, kind of like expresses that like when when she because people do bring it up and she's like, well, you know, like in drag, I feel impervious to everything but as a boy like I feel like I I don't engage with people very easily so again like I did to be fair like I did feel really bad for like for, like watching him get like harped on because yeah. like that's not fair like he made it there he has like just a big of a shot as you, any of you do so I, I don't know when like contestants turn on each other being like well you're really weak I, I'm like let's not do that I felt really protective of James yeah. throughout this episode but at the same time oh, I also acknowledged I as a viewer <laughs> as a viewer I also acknowledged like she's just not ready to be on prime yeah. time she just and like I was reading I don't remember who said that like but it seems like she oversold herself so much in the I, audition yes. tape I think you're 100% right there and like we obvi- I have not seen the audition tape obviously but like and I feel like if there was a comedy related challenge she probably could have done really well, but it just like Whoa. never quite landed. I mean, the only good thing she literally did was as she was, I mean, spoiler alert, we're jumping to the end, but as she was eliminated saying, I came in first, that was the first yep. funny thing she did on this television show, the yeah. first and the last, frankly. Dennis, why, why do you have no sympathy? Talk us, talk us through your feelings. Oh, uh, it's, I, I'm again, like, I don't, I don't want to beat up on, I don't want to beat up on her too much, but like in, it's really difficult to watch this. It's like you you knew what you were getting into. Mm-hmm. There are eight seasons of history, of her story, that you can <laughs> purchase. You can go to your local public library, rent them probably, <laughs> and yes. watch all of them. Mm-hmm. Like, if anything, if you – like, the amount of preparation that you have to take to put on a new face and to put on a bunch of makeup to, to, to perform an illusion, apply that to, like – you're pl- you're about to enter a game. Yeah. There are like do your homework. Watch all eight seasons. Like mm-hmm. if you are somebody who is really good, she's obviously really good. She has a YouTube following. Like if you're good one on one in front of a camera and you sort of know how to know how you're going to present on camera, you should actually be at an advantage. But clearly something like there's something that did not connect. What do you think happened? Do you think like the pressure got to be too much? 
you know, I imagine like you walk into the workroom and suddenly it's all real and you like get crushed under the under the pressure of the TV cameras and the other contestants and everybody's like loud and confident. I think part of it is just like being great one on one, like on like just yourself on camera is like very different than competing against people. And like, I just don't know if she has any like that kind of like competitive background. Mm. I understand. Like, yeah. if like I mean, you know what you're getting into. You've seen the show, hopefully. So like that shouldn't take you as a surprise but I don't know like sometimes you find yourself in the situation and you're like whoa like this was and she says that too she says this was not what I expected mm. so I don't know what she expected but right. clearly there was a great mismatch between her expectations and her reality and I was really sad that people kept harping on her but like she clearly was not prepared and it's probably best that she left before it got to be even more and the pressure was building right. up even more so I totally you know, good agree. luck. Good luck, James. Like we are yeah. rooting for yeah. you. We are rooting for you. We're not are here we? to like harp I mean, on you don't, either. Don't don't you dare speak for me. No, I'm just. I know. Kidding. I, was like, I, think, I, was I like, think maybe just. I? Al- yeah, I, I was like, like I'm not really like, rooting for her, frankly. As somebody who like hilariously always watches people when they when they take selfies in public places. Oh like, my god, what? Like, it's a, it is a th- <laughs> like to perform sort of like for a camera in this weird setting where you you know you kind of have to like overact a little bit you have to do that on these youtube channels you have to generate this false enthusiasm to have a relationship with an audience that is not physically there right i don't know why that's any different than doing that on reality television and she just like couldn't do it wait do you like take pictures of people taking selfies of each other no 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 no. you just you just observe and yeah it's just like it's a fascinating thing it's like oh i'm at a furniture store and this person is like, oh, they're clearly doing a little shoot with themselves and they've got their arm out. and Like, the way that they have to contort themselves and the lack of self-awareness that is required to, like, make a good face in this setting requires you to realize, oh, people are looking at you and you look right. at it's like re- It's like almost reverse Brechtian to pretend like the, like the world doesn't exist and this is just me. I have, I'm always on the other side of that because... If you look at my Instagram, you'll see a lot. Of, I, I take girl, a lot of selfies. Girl you probably know selfie. your angles. <laughs> my left side is my best side. Hey, mine too. Um, but well, yeah. All right. So I want to turn our attention away from Alp selfies, which we'll all look at afterwards, to <laughs> Kimora. Now, Kimora uh. was... I know. Now, Ugh. I have to say, not... I, I am deeply attracted to Kimora out in and out of drag, but I was really... everybody's side eyeing in here in the studio Guys, in New York. Yeah, no, the answer is yes. Like we're in agreement. Come on, like oh, I'm not talking Alp doesn't. Just aesthetic. Spe- I mean the white party outfit. Let's just be real for a second. Oof. But honestly, if the theme was Gay Cruz realness, I'd be yeah. like, yes, like, <laughs> yeah. go. You're you're but, selling it. But I was and like, Michelle I... was right. Like white gloves would have gone a long way. Like it was a white challenge. Like come on. It was a white party challenge. I, I feel like, and this is just one, it just is like, everything about this feels cheap. It I'm going to get a lot of you're right. I, I'm no, like, don't right. at me, don't at me world. But like, a lot of it felt real cheap. You're giving me under boob. Oh, you're giving you me. It wasn't, sorry. Ameri- it, it wasn't even under boob. It was the visible bottom of a falsie. Like, did that not well, bother anyone else? I was just staring no, that- at her fake under boob. <laughs> like, it yeah, was her really. Breastplate. It was so, I mean, like, Amateur, I thought. She did it in the first one, too. I think it, it was in the first challenge. I like, think you're right. I think you're right. It's like, if you're going to wear falsies, cover it properly. Honestly, I mean, this is a bit of like a producer's like being kind of evil. But like, again, as Bruce says, if you didn't say something, we can edit it. Um, but like, I remember like in the work in the workroom when she was like, oh, I don't like doing this. Like, yes. oh, like I, I pay people Such to do whiner. this. I immediately went She's to, talking. oh, my God, I really dislike you now. Mode? Stoning, putting rhinestones on the outfits. 
Which, and I'm like, like that's girl, part of your gig. premiere outfit has rhinestones on it, so right. like, check your own receipts. I mean, she but definitely. Other than, I mean, it, it's just like I was again. I was like, a that's a terrible attitude, and then I forgot my train of thought. Keep going. Oh, I'm sorry. I, she just gives a lot of like, can't be bothered. Yeah, and yes. that's unfortunate. Where it's like, and that clearly translated. And why you ended up in the bottom too? Well, oh, I'm and glad. like, don't lean on that body. That's my thing. Yes. I'm like, you're just leaning on that body, and like, that's not enough. This is not RuPaul's best body race. Yes, and we've known this for years. That's right. But you know what? That I cannot feel like, win you the crown. But it was good that she was in the bottom. I think because I think that was almost a reality check that she needed in Untucked. You know, she had that moment where she was talking about coming into the competition and expecting to just slay it from the jump, and the fact that she didn't, I think, is making her reconsider her approach to the show, which I think can only help her, frankly. I mean, I really do hope, again, I'm like wishing her the best. Um, I really do hope there's like a bit of a redemption arc because like if in episode three, she's still being mean and petty, then I'll be like, nope, like goodbye. Yes, I think that's a very, she's a very short window to shape up before she gets shipped out. Had RuPaul Day double elimination I wouldn't have been mad at no. it I would not have Same. been, it, would have been fine. it was weak the lip- I, I, was like, I was like peep, like queens have been eliminated for doing have been double eliminated for doing more for yes, yes yeah. exactly let's talk about who we loved Alp you're clutching your chest who's on your mind I right am now? obviously Valentina like yes. if Valentina is not on anybody's mind after seeing episode two so are you talking in boy form or as both, Valentina both okay. together I'm just checking just checking simultaneously He's I don't care ray of fucking sunshine I love and love, I will say love. I will say I saw her promo I saw her like promo interview lit and I was like oh I like her like there's some spark in her that like but part of me was also like girl you've been doing prof- drag professionally for ten, 10 months like what is going on like there's some you know like seniority and like experience so like let's not get ahead of ourselves but again great attitude mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. great just like serving face being memorable being Especially super in, energetic yep. and i yes. swear to god i swear to god i was watching drag race at a bar obviously the second that she stepped onto the runway, the entire room erupted. Erupted with cheering, screaming. I was screaming. I was like, yes. I was like, it, if she does not, like, with the tool, like, trailing behind her, I was beautiful. like, iconic. Mm. It was beautiful. And I was actually shocked there was only one bride for a white challenge, quite frankly. Like, it just seemed like such a obvious choice. But maybe they all saw her in the workroom and they were like, oh, Valentina killed this. Let's step away from her thing. But wait, was it was it a white challenge? I thought it was a white party challenge. It was a yeah, a white party. Yeah, challenge. like a white I mean, party. But, ch- who's going to like the white none party of those people? Very few of those dress. outfits were going to a white drag party. queen. Like, come on. <laughs> it was her own interpretation. Yeah, yeah I think the, I think the message was head white from head to toe. End of sentence. Yeah. Basically, was my right. Michelle away. did clock her for not having white on her toe, but like they like, literally could not find another fault with her. Right. And I was my- also like, look at the tool at the bottom. Who's gonna see the? Sh- I didn't even like. I'm like Michelle. Like I get it. You need to be negative. I get it. I wonder but, if like, they were that's set, trying we to set up a storyline. Yeah, I-, I wondered if they're trying to set up a storyline with her to like pick out the moments of her inexperience. I don't know. It's no, it's totally possible, and I think it's important because you know it, this is a competition for people who are at the top of their field, and there's something to be said for someone coming in with ten months of experience and shutting the game down. So I think it's important the show does point out those moments where there are sort of things showing that are a result of her inexperience. 
I think yeah. it's I think it's necessary because it's also I mean think about all the people who've learned on the show and grown to be better. I mean Trixie is so much better. Chi-Chi was so much mm-hmm. better. Like oh. and I'm sure Jinx when this is over so much better. Jinx got so much better. Even, you know, Shangela, who I have mixed feelings about, got so much better. Like, Valentina is going to come out of this experience mm-hmm. one billion times better than she entered it. And she's already pretty freaking amazing. Yeah. Yeah. She, she'll only she'll only excel from here. And the boot camp that is RuPaul's Drag Race will only help her. Yeah. Absolutely. I just hope that. I hope that the other queens don't break her earnestness. Mm. They were, I don't think they were they making will. fun of her for her prayer candle, which yeah. was not cool. No. Like, but you know what? Like, she, she, she seems. I just want to protect her. She seems to, like, be very okay about it. You know, even when she was picked yeah. last for the teams, Absolutely. she was like, they don't know that they just got the best person on their team. Like, she really seems confident in herself in a way that isn't cocky. It's just really self strong. And I respect that. She's giving you she's giving you Jinx's water off a duck's back. Like she yeah, it was yes. like she was yes. like I was chosen last. I don't care. Like right. And you and know she what? was one That's of the most it... memorable ones in the in the challenge. Like she the judges amazing. literally said. I mean hundred yeah. percent. Um, it, I want to ask you guys about another queen who we talked about briefly, and that's Eureka, who I feel mm. like is controversial. And has the potential to, if we do this podcast next year, to be someone's problematic fave in their intro. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, she – I feel like she is currently getting a finalist's edit. I don't know how you guys feel about this. I'm not saying she's getting a winner's edit because I think a mm-hmm. winner's edit is really hard to tell in week two. But mm-hmm. they show her so much. Like – so much as a talking head. She's really been in front and center in so many different challenges. And you know what? Her look on this episode was flawless on the runway. It was amazing. She was, it was, she was great in the challenge. Like, I feel like she is kind of that triple threat when you factor in that you also yeah. need to be good on reality television. Yeah. Like, I think this could be, she could go really, really far. And I want to know what you guys think. I think they're either also editing her because she has the potential to also be your villain. Yes, 100%. There are clearly times where it's like she is cut quick to the core. and Yeah, when t- Charlie told her mm-hmm. to shut oh, up. Yeah. Ooh, that, that was, was yeah, a moment. That was delicious. Loved it. Loved <laughs> it. I mean, I will say, I will say, like, I think she's hustled. She has experience. like, mm-hmm. I, And I respect that. And she's been in the pageant circuit. So, like, that brings a lot under the belt. Um, but... One thing that I did notice, and it is starting to get a little annoying, and I, again, I don't know how much of it is the editing and how much of it is she literally had an opinion on everything. And, like, that is starting, like, that sometimes rubs me, the, like, rubs me the wrong way. And, like, it was interesting to see Charlie call her out on it, being like, can you please shut up for a second? Mm, because right. it's possible she literally is the most opinionated and the most talkative of them yeah. all. So, like, I just don't know how much is getting edited out. Whereas, like, how much of it is just, like, not there in the first place, except for Eureka, who seems to have an opinion on literally every Show single thing. us yeah. the raw footage. <laughs> I, mean, I would, I would, I would watch, watch all of the raw yeah. footage of this show. Oh, yeah. I always, I always want the raw footage of the runway critiques, because I feel like we always see so oh, little of yes. that. And that has to be so interesting to hear everyone. I mean, this is not me calling to t- hear Ross Matthews talk more, but it is just me <laughs> calling for more Drag Race content. I want to know what puns were cut. Yes. yes. Thanksgiving yeah. you. <laughs> Thanksgiving you, whatever it was. My <laughs> theory is that they record those after the run. Oh, and they I like so. and there's like a writer's room oh, for no, those. Absolutely. Right? I yeah. think Probably. you're right. 
I think you're definitely right. Although I will say this, unless they said this during a critique, no, they didn't. So in the in Untucked, Aja knew what they had said about her during the runway. So maybe it's a combination of the two because she said that she she like quoted them saying like, oh, there she is like with a teeth whitener. So like there, which they did say when she walked out. So I think maybe it's a combination of the two. I don't know. Do y'all have any like stray observations from this episode that you definitely wanted to get on the record before yes, we go? I have one. It's go. about Nina. Um, oh, after like starting very strong with like the whole makeup thing, like she's an amazing makeup artist. Um, yeah, I think she's suffering a bit from the James Mansfield syndrome, where like, oh. well, I mean, you don't really hear her like during mm-hmm. the work. Like she's always kind of in the background. I think they also address it a little bit during Untuck too. Somebody calls her out on it, and. The white party outlook was just like, well, whatever, you know, like, I feel like if that's your strength, like you should keep leaning into it. I, I mean, I also get like diversifying your yeah, strengths. Yeah, I feel like that's what she's doing. But it, like she was like after winning and I get it. Like once you win the first challenge, you probably statistically speaking won't probably win the next one. But it was just such a letdown between like what we saw in the first episode with both the peach head and the Gaga look, which mm-hmm. were both amazingly yeah, striking, amazing. really strong choices. I felt like she just kind of was like, eh, like, I'm safe. Like, nobody cares. I will say I love her walk, though. Oh, yeah. She can yes. serve. Like, her yes. walk is everything. Oh, my God. Especially, again, in the in the Gaga episode, like, when she's just, like, strutting down the ground. Mm-hmm. I was like, girl, like, yeah, snaps for you. That. That's a good, that's, a, that's interesting because I am curious how she's going to progress this season. Because you're right. When you come out that strong with something so memorable, like, where do you go from there? Now we know, sort of down. Well, a down bit. apparently. I yeah. mean, if we want to talk about the, hot, I mean, if we want to do the hot gossip sec- section oh, for a minute, like, do it. I think tell us, Dennis. No, no, no. Like, I'm not saying that I know this, but I feel like that's the part that's going to be fascinating. Is like, right? Like, Nina is sort of the bell of the ball at the moment. She's done this. Um, like, clearly, she can do. She's the kimchi of the season. She mm-hmm. can do whatever she wants with her face. The walk is amazing. The looks are amazing. Maybe safer Alps. This last one, according to Alp, <laughs> but it's it's sort of like we also know that it's like she came to the premiere party in monkey face. Mm-hmm. We yes. know yes. we know that Rue is going to flip out on somebody. Like mm-hmm. is is are these the two things that are going to merge together? Right. It will be interesting to see. It definitely and it just will makes be. me like ugh, just yeah. swallow a little harder. Yes. Oh. Any other any other stray observations? I have one that I just you know it's not it's very inconsequential in the scheme of things because Never RuPaul's cared. Drag Never. Race has given us so much. It has truly blessed me in a myriad of ways. I love it so much, and I would never wish any ill upon it or speak ill of Queen RuPaul. Like no, that's, that's quite, out of the way. It's quite a wind up. Oh. Yeah, what is like, now that that's out of oh the way. Oh my god! I know what's coming though. <laughs> it is. A criminal act, the way they treated Lisa Kudrow in this week's episode. Oh. <laughs> How it was very that was a dare yeah, you something. bring her on for two minutes of your television program. I am sorry, but Lisa Kudrow and by extension Valerie Cherish, who inspired one of your things you say every single week for nine seasons, deserves to not only be part of the mini challenge, but also a main stage judge. judge I'm sorry. 100%. I just feel like I feel like it, when you the, have Lisa Kudrow, you use her better than the show used her. Can I just say something super quick? I don't know if anybody pays attention to 
and like, sorry for the shade, the talk show moments or the ads. There was a lot of Romy and Michelle ads in the VH, like VH1. Oh, are well, they like that's... airing? I don't know. It just <sighs> felt like they over, like, I felt like something, because I was also like, oh, did she literally run into her in the that's, parking lot? Honestly, like, that's, like, that is what that feels like. Like, like I only have two seconds did. to come on the show. Right. Like it's it either like you literally like ran into her. It wasn't just like a, oh look who I ran into. It was, you literally right. ran into her in the parking lot. Or VH1 did some like clever thinking. It was like oh we're gonna like rescreen this or we're doing programming uh. around Romeo and Michelle. Hey let's bring Lisa Goodrow. But because. other than that, like there's no reason. So my deep dark secret is that I read the Reddit message boards of RuPaul's Drag Race. I love this. It's so the much. only time I've I'm ever gone to so Reddit. Uh, someone mentioned and so like give this as little credence as it needs, um, but. So maybe one theory is that Lisa didn't want to pass judgment on any of the queens, so she demurred from being a main stage judge because she didn't want to judge mm. them. And so their compromise was that she would come on and like do a bit. And like, I don't know, producer brain, maybe they cut the mini challenge for time. I don't know. They like they packed right. a lot into this episode. I would have been fine if she just like set up the challenge but wasn't there to actually was, do the like, judging. But it was like, hi, hi, bye. Uh, now I love cheerleading. Her, like, watching her walk through all of them out was also so strange. Like she just like cuts in front of everyone and just makes her way to some mysterious door that we don't actually. It was just. <laughs> it was it, so it really, weird. I mean, to Alp's point, it really feels realistic that it was just like, oh, I just saw you on the lot. Can you stop by? Like, can I you mean, just stop by and say hello and we'll just do a quick thing? It's, it really I mean, feels sure. like that. I mean, okay. again, I love I'll... Lisa Kudrow and I was very happy that she was there. But I was just like, even if you set the challenge and then went away, that would have been a more natural cut then. <laughs> very strange. Very, very strange. Um, but, you know, always happy to see Lisa Kudrow. Would love for her to come back. Lisa, come to the podcast. Our time is already up. Like, that's amazing oh. how fast it goes. I've so loved being here with you guys, being shady. Dennis, thank you so much. Mm. Thank you for having me. Somebody's running for Miss Congeniality. I know. I'm like, listen, I figured she would just be like, now sashay away. (laughs) Guys, you don't have to worry about my cuckoo. Oh, God, I didn't even know. Honestly, I never like Oh, my God, headphones are off. I didn't even like it. Alf is storming out of the studio. Felt terrible, Uh, felt terrible. So on that real downer note, Dennis, Alf, (laughs) thank you so much. Eleanor, I can't wait to do this again with you next week. Uh, I look forward to this from literally the moment we stopped to the moment we start again. This was so much fun. Thank you for Thank having you. me. Thank this you, was guys. Really fun. Thank you. And with that, the library is closed. 